We're talking about podcast. We're talking about a podcast. Merry Mini Monday, Chunkies. I'm Carter. I'm Doge. I'm Jordan. We have the finale energy, don't we? Right yeah, we bat. sure do. That theme song was triumphant. It, yes. felt like, uh, it felt like a king just got here. <laughs> and like everybody's playing the trumpets for him. Well, I got some news for you. There's no kings here, but there's certainly a queen. Certainly queen a Elizabeth queen. Olsen. Certainly <laughs> a queen. We continue our tiny television screen uh, reviews. <laughs> I was going nice, to think of the next nice, nice. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what do you Heck think about yeah. that? Had a nice ring to it. <laughs> the finale. And there was no surprise episode. I'll start off with that. I was, I'm, I'm 0 for 2. The cicada is not Mephisto. <laughs> <laughs> you got got, dude. <laughs> and there's not a secret episode. But we do get a pretty good penultimate to Wanda vision. Carter, had, I'm going to say this now, and it's only because I love you, but you've done this a few times, and I think Doge was opening his mouth to do the same thing. I actually was. You're correct. I, I'm just saying this because I love you. Penultimate means second to last. Ultimate right. would be last. Why? But shouldn't the last... Yeah. And can I tell you I how like I know that the word? Finale, can I tell you how I remember be, it? Because Doge has corrected you? No, because of a series of unfortunate events. <laughs> No, it's from that. No, it's a real word, but the second to last book is called The Penultimate Peril. And when I was a kid, I was like, oh, dang. I know it's a a real word. Yeah, no, it's a real word. (laughs) I clearly used it. Created by Lemony Snicket. Yeah. For a series of unfortunate events, the second to last book. It's a word he made up because it's the ultimate pin, which for me would be a pilot G2. Hey, I I have have a question. Before we get started, is. Limpany biscuit anything? Should be. It's got legs. Okay. We'll file that away for later. Okay. Should we just start the show over? (laughs) (laughs) Probably. Continue, Carter, with the ultimate episode. That was my penultimate uh, intro. If we do it again. (laughs) Mm -hmm. If we do it again. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to start with a kind of blanket conversation because I think there's a lot that is revealed about what the MCU's plans are by seeing a full season of what, yeah. they, what they've given us. And so I'll first ask, were there any surprises to you in this episode? Uh, yeah, I, I would say for me, there were a couple. One, sorry, I have two major surprises. Okay. Uh, one for me was... Uh, Wanda's vision and recreated sword vision talking it out. Yeah. yeah. Was really like subversive to me. And I really enjoyed that actually. The the conversation around the ship of Theseus, which is a thought experiment that I really, really love. I knew anyway. Doge would love that. Um I think of the ship of Theseus like once a day. Yeah. I, I honestly talk about it more than I ever thought that I would. Yeah. Um, but it's it's such a unique and interesting like concept. The fact that they have this conversation and that it ends with them being like, mm, it's both. Yep. Okay. We got to stop. We like, have both vision. So, yeah. It is so interesting to me. Um, and I really, really loved that interaction. The also, other big pumps to Paul Bettany. 
for and the, to Paul Bettany for the god tier trolling of saying there's an actor in this show I've always wanted to work with, and it yes. is him. It is yes. me. Yes. That's very so good. good. That's very good. The so other good. big surprise to me was that Quicksilver's name is Ralph Boner, which I love. <laughs> I love yeah, and I laughed very out good. loud, and it's so perfect. I think here's something as as someone who is learning to be a bigger what, what do you call someone who's uh infatuated with superheroes or like nerd was my is it like something head like a, a big MCU head, MCU head. Uh, I'm still a growing baby in mm-hmm. the MC I'm in my adolescence now I'm probably the age of the twins but I was seeing stuff and I loved it by the way I, I mean I love our finale here but it was a bunch of things that I was like, okay, either I had read about something like this that would very likely happen or just hearsay of people having conversations. It felt like not necessarily that people predicted the end, but people had a really good idea of the end. A lot of the times in movies and TV, we talk about when we have a director come in or a producer or whoever is in charge of writing the narrative, uh, they're allowed as artists to have a little bit of wiggle room to kind of do new things. Um, and I'm not saying that WandaVision is not full of that because it clearly is. But is there a line where, do you think there'll be people disappointed that there was nothing that happened that they just were like, because we yes. never really got our engineer. We never, like, there was just a bunch of things that. Uh, I think there's going to be huge disappointment from people because yeah. of, because Ralph Boner is definitely not Pietro Maximoff. Right. Probably. Uh, because Doctor Strange did not show up in this show. Because Reed Richards did not show up in this show. Because they they did not blow the doors to the multiverse wide open. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I think that there was a lot of… I don't know. I think that's the interesting conversation to have, right? I, I yeah. really think the reaction to this is going to be what David Benioff and D.B. Weiss claimed the reaction to Game of Thrones was. Where people built up these theories uh, and said it would be amazing if this stuff happened. And then when it didn't happen, even though I would argue that most of those theories would be a worse conclusion to this narrative than what we actually oh, got. Totally. But even though even though they're worse, people would be upset that they didn't happen. Now, yeah. granted, Game of Thrones was all around a bad ending to that narrative. Um, but that's at least the claim, right? That, yeah. that people theorize themselves into disliking the finale. So I think there's a lot of that with stuff like this where there's a bunch of source material. I think there's a ton of people who, um, a phrase that I like is like, they they know just enough to be dangerous to themselves. Like they don't know enough about, and and I'm not saying that I'm immune to this all the time, but that when people don't know enough about- I mean, we drank the juice for sure whenever Evan Peters showed up. Right. When, so when, when people know enough to know about Evan Peters, know a little about Quicksilver and the multiverse and Mephisto, but they don't, know enough about TV shows or movies to know that whoever's in charge is probably going to do a better job. They can get, I think, overly attached to their own narrative they have written for the ending of something. Uh, And I think that can hurt it. Um, The other thing that I think, though, is what we're going to have to start getting used to is when Marvel is now more saturated than ever, closer together than ever before. Um, We have two weeks until Falcon and Winter Soldier starts. We have... Um, a little more than a month until Black Widow. Like we are saturated with MCU. And when we're that saturated, that thick with content, the mind-blowing reveals and story leaps are smaller. They have to be. Yep, very much. 
They have to be. We can't we can't stay as dense as we are and stay as um revelatory and um exciting with our hints. Yeah. As we were before. Th- those two things can't happen. We have to pick. Do you want more or do you want uh bigger hype? Yeah. Yeah, I some something that I was thinking about at the end of this and being yet satisfied again with an entry from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yep. I was part of it was two parts. One was they're doing so well that they might start hurting themselves <laughs> in terms of because people are so used to like it is canon to to do well. It is canon to be canon, yeah. you know? And and right. and when we do have some of these big twists, it's like you know they can be polarizing sometimes, but it's good that they're there. It kind of helps with the existence of, of the universe. But something else that is happening is, I think it's not even like going out on a limb to call a shot here, but in the universe, this Marvel Cinematic Universe, I don't think there's ever anything in Hollywood that'll ever happen like this again. And we're very likely, uh, in, yeah, I don't yeah, know, I don't and we're so. very likely in the middle of it. You know, it's like, I mean, let's see how Godzilla versus Kong does, right? <laughs> right. Well, we've already that could be it. We've even seen attempts. Since the beginning of the MCU, like there's been a lot of failed tries to put together. Yeah, no, that, that's a good point. A through line over multiple blockbuster movies, and yeah. I really don't think because almost in any measurable, you know, it's like, well, how many did well, or how much yeah. money did you make, right. or right. you know, I, I don't know. No, that's a great point a that I have really be. considered. I think, I think for a long time. I was looking at Marvel, and probably a lot of people were looking at Marvel and going, this is incredible. Um, but I think now at the point that we're at with Marvel and the MCU, I think the the real word is um, outstanding. Like this isn't, I think you're right. I don't see this ever happening again because Marvel captured lightning in a bottle and kind of hit this perfect wave of like forging the path and also defining it and crushing yeah, it. yeah. And so, like, well, and I feel like, yeah, everybody that's trying to do it as well, I think that's a really interesting conversation. It's like somebody who goes to the bookstore in 2008 and sees Twilight tearing it up and says, okay, great, I'm going to spend four and a half years writing a vampire novel because people are really into that. Yeah. And by 2012 and a half, nobody's into vampire novels right. anymore. Like, right. By the time you notice a trend, it's too late to capitalize yeah. on it. Yeah. And there's, I mean, you know, there's moments in history, be it in like business or economics or just like, anything else that it's like, we have these two people in a room and here's the catalyst, you know, the Bill Gates, Steve Jobs moments, you know, in that garage, right? And it's like, people want to try and do that again, but it just, some people are just going to take that and sorry, that's that's only their destiny. <laughs> I don't know, right. if, I don't know if, if we're going to get it again. So I tend to be uh, sometimes a very much here and now, like empathetic, Spirit of the world of like we're we're doing it, guys. Yes. We're doing it, um, Carter. Your your positivity is if we are the world became a person. <laughs> I think, and I really appreciate that I about you. And I love that about world. you. Um, I do want to say too, uh, going back to specific moments in our finale here, that I do love. Are, are we? Did we ever name this vision in the in the show? Everyone's calling him White Vision because that's what he was in the comic books. Yeah, probably White Vision. I think it is really interesting that the project that brought him back to life is called Project Cataract. Mm. But that was kind of funny. Yeah, that's a good little pun. I think they're seeing. They're seeing. I don't know yet. It might be because it is so fresh. Talking about this movie like minutes after we finished it, or talking about this this show. Uh, this might be my super pump in here. 
I also love that it was in a library, right? Like it was like, okay, now we're in the library. No more fighting. Let's just reason through this. You know, it felt so cool. And it's the most expensive. I don't know if y'all read about this, but this is uh, like budget-wise, the most expensive representation of copying and pasting in movie <laughs> movie cinematic history. It's never it's we've never spent more money than right here. Um so our That's our funny. I want to ask y'all we're we're going to see more is th- we're going to see more Paul Bettany in the MCU perhaps as white because he's gone presumably. We don't yeah, see him again he after he's just like I am yeah. Vision and just like went and yeah. He gone. So, yeah, who knows? Okay. I would love to see more of him. I mean, I think it's equally likely that his core programming is to destroy the vision. He realizes he's the vision and he flies directly into the sun. <laughs> a little Icarus, like destroy himself. <laughs> Could be, you know, but I, 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 yeah, I would love to see more of him. I yeah, I would fantastic. also love, I would also love to see more of him. He, I've always liked Paul Bettany, but man, he's just been on a different level this whole Season Paul Bettany's my super pump for this episode as well. Just bringing yeah. so, so much depth to a robot. It's it's very, very good. Yeah, I think, I think, oh, Paul Bettany's my super pump for this episode, for the finale. But Elizabeth, yeah, okay. The so, final scene is my, the, the final scene, it was beautiful. Talking of like, them, oh, I had some yeah. big boy tears when she's yeah, basically it, saying goodbye to Vision. Yeah. You know, what, what am I? I'm, because tired of watching this boy die. I know. To be honest, it sucks every time. I know. What yeah, did he say? I was a voice without a body. Uh, I was a body, body without, but not human. Yeah. And now I'm a memory that's not real. No, a memory made real. A I memory think. made yeah. real. Gotcha. Yeah. Or made flesh or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. That was super cool. Um, Who knows what I'll be next? Yeah. But I, you know, your ears so perk good. up because Vision is one of those. Uh, in in. He has his own identity crisis because of all these iterations of him, right? But for him to yeah. ask in the finale, I was like, what, what What? felt like one of the bigger payoffs is him asking, what am I? Yeah. Right? Because yeah. it's like, oh, I, I feel like he's asked this before and there's never, it's like a snarky, starky answer. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then, you know, uh, what we get from Wanda in that moment was just I, beautiful. I thought that was so, so good. Really well done. Yeah. Really well written. Yeah. I will say, based on the... And listen, I can't change this. It's the founding fathers of our podcast that said we have to do this. But we do have to super dump on the series as a whole. That well, do we of, want that, that to be? We, we do. do we want that to be but, next week? Like an overall look at all of WandaVision? Or is that just going to naturally happen today? I think it's probably hard for it not to naturally happen today. But your call. No, no, no. You're driving no, no, the no, ship no. of Theseus. Let's go ahead and super dump the entire series. Well, let's y'all can, actually y'all can go… can both say the head of sword… Or whatever. Go ahead. <laughs> let's, instead of what you're saying, let's go do some ads. Mm, that's my super dump. Wow, those ads were delicious and good, but not as delicious and good as Doja's super dump's about to be. So give me some of that. Oh, I didn't. I wasn't <laughs> prepared for that. I didn't have one prepped. Yeah, usually what I do is I set up... uh a volleyball serve in a conversation that nobody, including myself, has here's, any intention hey, of. Hey, here's my super spiking. dump. I've been waiting for a long time for it. I'm just kidding. It's my name's Ralph Boner. See? And I did a WandaVision <laughs> on you guys now. I tricked you. Uh yeah, I actually didn't. I think a big bummer for me. Um, I didn't enjoy it so much in this last episode, and it really only showed up here. But 
my super dump, I think, for WandaVision is that the final fight is kind of a CGI smoke fight. I just think that we could have been more creative, especially after being uh, so creative with the way we display Wanda's powers through the different sitcom eras. Like this last episode, we kind of fully abandoned all of the the TV-ness of this mm. show. Um, and that felt like a missed too. Last episode though was all flashbacks. Uh, like like taking yeah. Wanda through her past and they lived primarily in Agatha's basement, which was established as outside of the TV. When we pop back up into the hex, I don't know. It just feels to me like I just have this vision of the hex collapsing and then they're fighting using bewitched style magic and then it switches to the next decade. Like I think we could have been more creative with that. And ultimately it would have looked a lot less like every other superhero fight in a big cloudy sky with CGI smoke. I just, I didn't care for that. Um, but that's my super dump, I think, for WandaVision. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. I, I, I am. Um, now that it's all said and done and we've gotten to see the payoff and see that uh, he was not an undercover piece of cardboard made flesh and that's why he was so wooden and terrible. My super dump for the season is, in fact, uh, Tyler Hayward. Yeah. Yeah, he has a um, moment. It's just ridiculous. Like, his motives aren't either aren't explained enough or they're just so diluted. Yeah. That it's like, yeah. Yeah. I think as the terrestrial threat of the season that he sucks. I agree. Acting and just as like, he just doesn't measure up to, I mean, what what was our last like human terrestrial threat in a Marvel movie? Was it Baron Zemo? Maybe. You mean like a, non, a non-powered person? Yeah, because even in Black Panther, Killmonger well, had- Claw is in Black Panther. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> that's true. But still, I mean, even compared to that, like this, this was just, you know, we talk about an Avengers level threat. This was like a regular police level yeah. threat. I, I have no issue with his acting. He just wasn't given a lot. I think. I think he probably did the no. best that he could yeah. with his script. You don't. You don't blame the script more than the vessel. Um, I think I, I'll. I, I'm comfortable blaming both. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah, and he's not. He's definitely not asked to be the big bad. That's clearly Catherine Hahn. For sure. I guess if we wanted to, if we wanted to hammer home, he hit the sweet spot, right? Because if we wanted to hammer home, like without Fury, Sword's not in good hands right now, and he's kind of a bumbling idiot. Well, he didn't hit bumbling <laughs> yeah. idiot. He didn't hit that. And if you're trying to hit without Fury, so it's dangerous because Sword could be taken over by somebody who's malicious and capable. He didn't hit that either. Yeah. It's also he, there was there was really nothing relatable about him, you know, because sometimes we see yeah. with these dynamics of you know when our superheroes are kind of given a little bit of a leash or uh, you know are being watched over and like hey you're dangerous kind of thing. It never had a moment of being like I t- I get that side too, you know. Yeah, yeah. He he definitely did. He do that. he. My overall reaction almost every time he was on screen was essentially just like okay, guy. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Move along, champ. Yeah. Yeah, I'm wondering how to fix that. Like, I'm wondering if S.W.O.R.D., if we could reposition this as S.W.O.R.D. is responsible for, like, post-snap cleanup, and they're so busy, and the head of S.W.O.R.D. is trying to essentially run this operation from D.C. or something. You know what I mean? And he's not physically there. And, like, all of the oversights and stupidity could be chalked up to 
like just busyness and things falling through the cracks and sword, this governmental organization trying to do the job of the Avengers or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if there is a better way to position that character as an antagonist. Yeah, I mean, I'm even comfortable with the motivation of Wanda's dangerous vision's the only one that we think can put her down. Let's recreate vision using Wanda because she's out here. But he starts the whole thing, honestly. So it doesn't. Yeah. it's not even a reaction to anything. I, I feel like the way to fix it, if it's me, is we say, I like your idea. I like swords responsible for post-pilb uh, cleanup. And... Uh, I like that. And if Sword says we need we need the vision, honestly, like to clean this up and to to kind of um, hold dominion over what's going on planet wide, we need the vision. And they rebuild, and uh, it's like against the vision's own wishes. It's against Tony's wishes, and it's against Wanda's wishes that Vision would be rebuilt with a essentially wiped memory. Yeah. And yeah. so, if if I think maybe that's even all it takes is just. Yeah, he, if he they if they need the right like thing. a supercomputer to run the processing of all of that, right? Oh, and, and he so essentially got, wants Jarvis. Yeah, they've got Vision's head plugged into it or something, right? You know what yeah. I mean? I don't know. I, I think there's a, a big way, a lot of ways to fix that. But how do you do that without? Because I think the core of this series has been Wanda's extreme grief and the focus on her family unit, and I think that's what this series has done really, really well. I agree, but I don't think that that. And I think second place anything. that it did well was Monica Rambo. And then I think way, 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 way down in third place was all of the sword stuff. And so yeah. I think for me, that that would just be like, if we could elevate that sword <clears> stuff, <throat> I would love it. Yeah, because that's what I'm saying. I think you can change any of the sword stuff you want and it does not change. That's a good point. Yeah. Either of the other two experiences. That's a good point. So, And I think that's why I was frustrated with him. Um, my super dump is, and I kind of had started a conversation early in this episode about like payoff and stuff and… MCU working against itself because sometimes we get it in nice big packages and sometimes we just don't and we do and it's not what we expected. I we I, I really don't think we answered the aerospace engineer question, right? No, we did not. We never did. And I think mm -mm. what makes it a super dump for me, it is kind of a like, hmm, like a kid who like didn't get <laughs> dessert. But, it, but you promised. <laughs> you told me. Um... It, it had been teased early in the season. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like it was like episode seven is the first time we heard about this aerospace engineer. Yeah. And if you're going to throw out, I still think there's going to be some kind of payoff. Maybe. Maybe this whole thing is like the, the through line in like all our MCU movies is now Bucky and, and Falcon are going to start talking about the aerospace engineer. And we never find out until the end of Loki or something random. Right. But I, it's just a random yeah, guy. Yeah, they just they. It's it's Ralph. If Boner. you're gonna choose Ralph Boner, aerospace if you're engineer. gonna if it is truly random, don't pick a job description that has at least four characters we'd be excited to see. <laughs> you right. Know? Like if they were like, I mean, she was like, I think I know a billionaire playboy philanthropist yeah. that might be like, able to help ooh, us out. It's probably yeah, Batman right. at that point. <laughs> but like, is that is that ultimately that different though from Falcon or from from? Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Captain America, colon, the Winter Soldier. Uh, whenever they're on the roof of the S.H.I.E.L.D. facility and they're reading out the threats that HYDRA is planning to eliminate and they list Stephen Strange as a threat. And then it, it's like five years until we get Doctor Strange after that. I mean, it could be. But it felt like such a tease. Yeah. People, people, people were totally. so let down, including me. Because she was even saying like, yeah, 
they'll be just over the hill. You know, it was like, cool, we're about to crest the peak and see our aerospace engineer. It was Gandalf. I think yes. it was Gandalf. Look to the east. He's riding down. Yes, He gave exactly. a nice whistle. And <laughs> I wish I could do that. Look, it's time That's to super name, pump because they used a, to call me. We are temporally bound to uh, t- the passage super of time. Super pump the so whole thing. Number one. So we got to get this. Yeah, we got to super pump the whole thing. And But also, uh, I, we got to talk post credit scenes yeah. a little bit. Yeah, know? we got so some, let's, let's, some big stuff can that we do a, Let's hit these yeah, super Can pumps. we do a few things like chronologically with the this actual episode? I think there's some… You're driving, okay, I baby. think there's some things to check off here. Like, are there some boxes that we could check off? Uh, I'm not going to say it's a yes or pass, but maybe this is like a little game of like a yes or no. If y'all were to give me a definitive answer. I'm asking for definitive answers. Is Evan Peters coming back to the MCU? No. I agree. No. Um, are we going to see more Monica Rambeau? Yes. yes. Captain Marvel 2, I think. Uh, on that, on that <laughs> front, big pay. Love seeing her power. So I, I was doing some Monica yeah, Rambeau that was cool. research. And she's considered from… Rambo Recon? Some Rambo Recon. She Ooh. is considered a god-tier hero. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think that's because from what I was reading in, in the in the Google descriptions, that she can basically she turn into all forms of energy. Yeah, her powers are light-based. So Phenomenal. everything on the, the, the light her spectrum. Her basically yeah. like catching those bullets, dude. That was so they, well done. They just done. gooed through her. So well done. That's That looked a lot like Vision's intangibility. Yes. Very much so. Stone, right? And that was that was some of my favorite parts of the Vision versus Vision fights of Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna punch you. That's catching you. each other's oh, arms. So <laughs> um we're gonna see more Catherine Hahn, yes or no? Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about her role. It really does feel like maybe at this point, she's a little bit more chaotic like a Loki. You know, it seems like anytime we introduce some in uh, really good humor with a villain, we don't know if they're a good or yeah. a bad guy. Anytime we see them, there's something about yeah. humor that makes it like, I don't know. Um, I'll tell you what. You put Catherine Hahn and Tom Hiddleston on the same it'll screen happen. together. It's not not going to. I'm a watch. I feel like it will 100% happen. Um, but it does feel like she's going to just kind of be available to pick up the role too of like a mentor a little bit to, uh, to Scarlet Witch, to Wanda Maximoff. Um, I want your guys' opinion. Yeah. How did you feel about our reveal of her full getup for Scarlet Witch? Oh my gosh. It was so good. Costume looks great. Cream. Yeah. So good. Costume looks really, really great. Yeah, I was a big um, fan. The, I think the interesting thing to talk about uh, is dinosaurs. that… Is dinosaurs, obviously. What do you guys think of them? I think they're wild and crazy. Um, I think the interesting thing to talk about is that Agatha is reading from the Darkhold. Tell me about this. Uh, I don't know anything about a, that. That is a very, very notable book. It was actually featured in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. But this is… I think this is some of our first confirmation that… Marvel's like, remember Agents of Shield? Because we don't. <laughs> it's still around. <laughs> yeah. So so there, this is a different dark hold than the one depicted in the Agents in Agents of Shield. And so I think this is final confirmation that Marvel's like, actually, that's, that's not that's not it anymore. Yeah. We're not regarding that as canon. Yeah. Uh the Dark Hold uh is a book of dark magic. I'm reading from the Marvel wiki right now, just so I can get this exactly correct. Uh it's a it's a book of dark magic. It includes spells accessing Limbo, which is a realm ruled by demons. The origins of lycanthropy. You can conjure the dark force with it, which is exactly what it sounds like. It's dark magic. You can control the will of others with it. You can siphon psionic energy to empower a target. It contains the origins of vampirism. Uh, It's also called the Book of the Damned. 
Uh, and so that's book of the uh, danged, please. Book of, it's please. the book of the danged. Uh, the most interesting thing <clears throat> is that it can summon elder gods. Jordan, here's your Lovecraftian fix. Mm. Uh, there's an elder god in the Marvel universe called Chthon. C H T H O N. Don't know how to say it. Uh, mm. But he's been rumored as a Doctor Strange two villain. Ooh. Very cool. Uh, like super duper Lovecraftian. Like he's he's Cthulhu basically. Um, so I think that's super duper interesting that we're getting the Darkhold. The Darkhold contains a prophecy by which Wanda is fated to destroy the world. If I had to put money on it, I would say that Wanda is fated to destroy the world by collapsing the multiverses into a singular universe. And that we're going to get that in the future. I, I still do firmly believe that since she's confirmed for Doctor Strange, the multiverse of madness, uh, I do fully believe that she is eventually going to collapse the multiverses into one singular universe. Sure. I mean, do you think, do you think we're going to get some sort of reverse, no more mutants moment? Yes. Um, And maybe that's how we, well, I mean, I feel like mutants have kind of been confirmed already. It seems like that's really what her and Pietro were. Yeah. uh, But their powers will be activated somehow. And I, I think she will collapse multiverses into a singular universe. Even as I, it was coming out of my mouth, the multiverse of madness sounds a lot like at the mountains, at the mountains of, of madness. madness. I had that right? same thought. Yeah. Right. So I I think Marvel Cthulhu is a pretty good bet for Doctor Strange too, especially now that we've got Sam Raimi on. Yeah. No kidding. I mean, that movie is say what you want about Sam Raimi or any of that stuff. But Fine. I will. Be, I love him. Yeah. There couldn't be a better crew attached to that movie right now. Yeah. Very amped for it. But I thought that was super cool. And then we see. I mean, we see Wanda in the the post credit scene, astral projecting, studying the dark hold. Yeah. In the same way that we watched Doctor Strange astral project and learn all about magic. Yeah, it's interesting. It really seems like we got confirmation this week, by the way, that the Scarlet Witch is the uh, Sorcerer Supreme of witches. Like, yeah, it's, more powerful it, than the Sorcerer Supreme, notably. Right, true. Yeah. But I, I, mostly what I mean is just like the Sorcerer Supreme is something that comes up uh, repeatedly, you know, uh, it's a title passed down. It's, it's a, like manifested. Yeah. Right. And it seems like in the same way that the sorcerers that work with Doctor Strange know to look for a Sorcerer Supreme coming, the witches know to look for a Scarlet Witch coming. Um, so it seems like they might be kind of two sides of the same coin in a way. At that various times in the explain. comics, that's that's been the case where yeah. it's it's like you know, passed down through the women of, you know, whatever coven. So definitely has some comic precedent. I think that's a super cool direction to take it, especially in the MCU. Yeah, yeah. we talk about um, kind of the CGI of our final fight scenes. I do think I liked a lot of what our Agatha Harkness, Wanda Maximoff final fight was, especially with the rune reveal. Um, how did y'all feel about the runes in the hex? I loved I it. I thought that yeah. was cool. Yeah, it was very yeah. cool. I loved yeah, it. I thought that was really cool too. I think <clears throat> anything that gives Wanda's powers definition is a win for me because Wanda's powers up to this point have just kind of been yeah. energy red yeah. smoke. And you that's know, interesting, you, but but not great. You know me with uh, rules and boundaries for things. I, I, I do. Think, that's exactly right. I think things get to, uh, I think you get to play more with things like Wanda's powers once you establish what they actually are. 
And I think that's why I enjoy them so much. Certainly. Is because when she can do anything, it becomes uninteresting. But when she, when we're starting to put up these road roadblocks and these guides and these guardrails and starting to understand like, okay, within this, she can operate in this way. That's when we can break our stakes. And that's when we can push her past her limits because she finally has some. Um, for instance, disappearing was cool. Was not expecting that yeah. to happen. That yeah. was awesome. Um, it really is important that we super pump this whole series because yeah, it's time. I was to just do about that. to say, in the spirit of of chaos, I was going to go ahead and and just insert it right here. But I guess it makes more sense. It's yeah. not as chaotic. Do it. Um, I want to especially do this on the tail end of the conversation we were just having because my super pump is Wandavision, uh, the delivery of this entire series, and and I'm, that's not saying necessarily the the series as a whole, but with Wandavision we took arguably our two hardest to understand Avengers uh, with the least amount of screen time to help us understand them personally. Um, I, I mean like uh, understand things like where their powers come from, what they're capable of, uh, their dynamic. Because really the the most we had seen of their relationship before WandaVision, I think was Infinity War. Yeah, where they're on yeah. the run in, in Scotland. Yeah, and so I think the culmination of uh, seeing their relationship, uh, the risk of this being our first show, our first MCU show, uh, I think my super pump is built on confidence of the foundation built long ago of just good writing. I think I think this could have really blown up. I think this was somewhere between uh, risky and safe uh, because there yeah. were some certain payoffs, like we said, that we got that we're okay. There was nothing really, by the time we got to the end of it, that just totally blew our minds. But I just think it was, I, I don't know how they could have done much better. And so I, I'll say, yeah. Um, I guess I'll call that the writing, the delivery of, of especially these two characters sure. and trying to explain things. Because I keep trying to think of the lens of, again, I'm somewhere in between, right? I feel like there is y'all that are like the ultimate uh know just about everything about the comic books and then someone who's there's so many stories of people's first intro into the MCU of watching WandaVision and part of me is like oh really but I'm also hearing almost like a 10 for 10 that people are enjoying it and that's mm -hmm. what that's wild yeah. to me so that that's that's, that's my super pump that's absolutely shocking yeah that's I think that's completely valid and I I think I I agree with pretty much everything you said it's it's just been such a cool and unique delivery system for something so um like familiar and it's new. So wild. I don't know. Yeah. It's it's been cool. Um, my super pump is uh I've been weighing it and I have landed on it. Um my super pump for the entire series is our big three, our female leads, uh Elizabeth oh. Olsen, Catherine Hahn, and Tiana Paris. Um they destroyed. I mean, we still have, you know, we've got Paul Bettany, we've got uh, Randall Park, we've got Kat Dennings, we've got Evan Peters. We have these other people here that are doing work. So I don't want to say that these three women put the show on their back necessarily, um, but they, man, I mean, they did. <laughs> they really did. Um, Elizabeth Olsen showed more range than we've seen from her in all of the MCU, uh, sometimes in one episode. Um just the the silliness, the seriousness, the sadness, the intensity that we had coming from her. Catherine Hahn is always good, but was just on another level. Yeah. 
I'm in love. In this show. She was almost my super pump. I, she was very close yeah. to being my super good. pump. And then, um, Tiana Paris is somebody that I really haven't kept up with all that much up to now. But after this, I am so excited to see what else she is going to do because she is fantastic. I mean, I think if if the past decade and a half is any indication, she's going to do about 150 Marvel movies. Yeah, she's going to stick around for a minute. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I'll go next. I'll say my super pump. Finally say something positive about this show. <laughs> Um, it's Elizabeth Olsen. Sure. Uh, she, I, I'm so thankful we finally gave her a script to act and scenes yeah. in which to act that script. And I would have been happy, I think, even if it was all like present day, basically. Yeah. But the way that she's able to transform into these different, like Dude. take on pitch perfect, the acting style of the sitcoms of the decade that they're parodying at the beginning of this show and be like Lucille Ball by way of Wanda Maximoff by way of Elizabeth Olsen. There's just that added layer of acting. Um, And we'll talk more about her tomorrow, I think, in our Godzilla episode. But she's sure. just fantastic in this. I'm, I'm so glad we finally give her space to act because she's so good. Mm-hmm. Um. We there there was a mid credit scene. We have talked about the post credit scene, um, but our mid credit scene. This is probably. I know we don't have much time left, but take as much time as you need. Explain to me how Piccolo and Dragon Ball Z have anything to do yeah. with the MC. I was yeah, completely no, confused at that point. You're not going to explain to me. No, I'm trying to think of. <laughs> joke for Hang on. <laughs> um, no, this was something where y'all. I, I was satisfied with that. You know, that we had somebody that yeah. was undercover. Where, how did y'all feel about it? Because this… That was fantastic. Okay. I mean, that's that's further confirmation of like some some light secret invasioning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, secret invasion refers to a, a storyline in the comics where it was like suddenly revealed that most of the people that we thought were human beings, including several prominent Avengers and heroes, had been scrolls in disguise for some time. Right. Um, which I think would actually be a really big mistake to do in the MCU. I do think a full-on secret of, of secret invasion thing would be a bummer if we were something like, oh, Falcon, you know him? Surprise, he's been a scroll for yeah, six years it's, now. It's more interesting if it affects the universe, not the viewer, right? So it's more interesting if the scroll invasion is like, we find out that the president of the United States, like sure. prominent world leaders yeah. and prominent how do we make celebrities that, and stuff. How do we make that meaningly different, meaningfully different than the Hydra reveal? in Captain America, the Winter Soldier. I don't know. Because yeah. we've kind of already done that of like, oh, these guys we didn't know about have infiltrated everything. It's up to our heroes to stop them. Well, unless maybe maybe the flip on the head is, it's not so bad. They live here. They care about <laughs> us. They like the planet. Like, So there's no, no tension in that? No, no, no. If the tension is that the Avengers are the ones that kind of have to stop maybe like a human V scroll showdown because the scroll don't want it. I think yeah. that's, I think that's I'm interesting. Just, I'm just not sold on that being something I'd want to watch, yeah. really. Yeah. It's certainly not in my top 10 storylines we yeah. could pursue. With our, but I think that, that was confirmation, though, that, that the scrolls are, are humans in disguise. I think that was very cool and very fun. Yeah. I'm just saying, humans have a really great track record when it comes to things that look even remotely different to them in the way that they treat them. So I'm just saying, if the scroll reveal <laughs> resulted in some tension 
uh, I think it could be an interesting story to have heroes step in and kind of <laughs> save the scroll from the people that want to do them harm. See, imagine that, but instead of scrolls, it's mutants after the multiverses have collapsed. Yeah, in obviously one universe. that's better. I'm not saying that's the thing. that. I think yeah, Secret Invasion is better. Secret Invasion, and this is probably a spicy opinion. I didn't care for Secret Invasion, even as it was being published. I think Secret Invasion is the least interesting version of every story that it could be. Dang. I think it could be any number of things, and all of them could be better if it wasn't Secret Invasion. I feel like if anything, our scroll introduction here in the mid credit scene is to just reach the next checkpoint of, hey, by the way, Monica Rambeau's going to be here for a while. She's, exactly. she's yeah. an Avenger, oh. yeah. right? Like This yeah. was instead of the white text that said Monica Rambo will return yeah. after yeah. the credits. Yeah, exactly. I mean, honestly, this was literally instead of Nick Fury showing up and being like, I want to talk to you for a minute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me if the next post credit scene is again on that sword space station from Far From Home with Fury and some scrolls. And then Monica Rambo shows up. It's like, hey, I heard you have a mission for me. And he's like, I'm here to talk to you about the Avengers 5 initiative. The snake's on a plane. <laughs> um, okay. Wanda does, Wanda does hear her children calling out to her as she is fully immersed in the Darkhold, reading yeah. the Book of the Damned. Darned. So, reading the Book of the Danged. And so I think her children's souls are still out there somewhere, perhaps uh, in limbo, perhaps accessible through the dark force. Perhaps they are being kept by Marvel Cthulhu. A soul for a soul. <laughs> <laughs> guys, let's end this episode. Let's end this series, guys. WandaVision came and went, did it not? It sure did. All sure those did. like six days and 23 hours between felt super long. But now that we're at the end of it, I'm like, oh my gosh. Oh, it's man. over. And as we look ahead to... Ending this episode, the the penultimate episode of WandaVision. Uh, no. no, it's ultimate, ultimate. No. Uh, I'd love to have your name, and I want you to to mm. take a shot at, uh, not even rumored yet, an MCU character that we're going to get either a, an introduction or a reintroduction uh, in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I'm Carter, and. <sighs> I feel like when you go first, there's like a certain seriousness. Have you ever talked about like the weight of Dojar? You never sure, last. Yeah. You're always second. I'm never last. I never get to be the prestige. That's true. <laughs> I'm sorry. You first person's <laughs> always the promise. I'm always the middle step. And then the last person always gets to be the prestige. Is this is Falcon and the Winter Soldier set at the same time as WandaVision? I'm not sure. Don't know. I don't know. I think we'll know in about I two weeks. I think we're we're uh big on Monica right now. I think there's going to be a Monica Rambo for a little bit in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I'm Doge. Uh, the biggest surprise of Falcon and the Winter Soldier will be that Evan Peters returns as Ralph Boner. Mm, that would be funny. And he will be accompanied by his two brothers, played by Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield. Ricky and Ross Boner. Rick Ross. And they're actually... They're actually not going to be Spider-Mans. They're going to be the Boner Bros. The Boner. Um, I think, man, I can't believe I'm going serious, but here we go. You change, man. I know, I'm different. I uh, 
I feel like we are getting close to, because there has been real lifetime gap, so much time since Endgame and Marvel has done um, like phase-defining movement. Um, I really think we're coming up soon on, we need the beginning rumblings of what's going on. Um, something, something major to let us know that things are shifting. And uh, I think the post credit scene of the finale episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier is just going to be a moon in space and uh, a shadow casts over it and moves away just as quickly as something large scoots past it in the night sky. Ooh. Is it night if it's in space? It's always night in space. That's what they don't tell you. In space, no one can hear it be day. (laughs) For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.